always it's always an interesting discussion. My father, my father is a big proponent of Chazara reviewing, and it's always fascinating to think about: is is it harder to review or learn something new? Is always like a complicated discussion. In Gemara, there's two blot you can learn. There's an Amma that you're very, very familiar with, and you can open up an Amma that you like know. You know, it's friendly. It's like Mamish, your old friend. You're very comfortable and friendly with it. And there's an Amma that's totally foreign to you. There's two Amudim you can open up. It's, it's, it's like literally like life. I've spoken about the anxiety of walking in Geula Erev Shabbos. And there's an excitement to meeting your old friend and exciting to meeting somebody new. And they each have their own chill and their own anxieties and their own way. In Tyra, it's very, there's, a, there's a certain feel of meeting your old friend, a blot you know already. There's, I, could, I could sell how good it is. We could almost have two color war teams, the familiar and the new. And there's what to be said. It's it's very interesting discussion. The Gemara has a line. No, no, no. As he's like excited, we're about to break color. The the the, the Gemara has a line that kashin atikin mechadatin that old stuff is harder than new stuff. And there's a challenge to old stuff of rethinking it and learning it deeper and like learning what it really means because you have pre you have previous thoughts about the topic already. So it's interesting, we can analyze, I happen to love an old blot, I'm not arguing on the Gemara. The Gemara says old stuff's harder than new stuff, it probably means it's harder to re-engage in a fresh way. I happen to love stuff I know already, I love learning, in a lot of ways I have to challenge myself, learn what you don't know and get, get, be willing to go, that's planning, be willing to be uncomfortable, be willing to be uncomfortable. Reb Nachman spoke a lot about starting new things and be willing to be uncomfortable. There's a comfort level to the blot you know. And you like cozy up with the blot you know, you already know it and you could get, it's cool. Lemay said it's an interesting discussion. There's, there's something, there's, I want to learn a couple, I'm going to go out of order in the parasha, but I'm clearly showing my like for things we know already. I want to study something that everybody here knows from youth. And I don't think you understood the ramification. And I think when you understand it, it's like, <laughs> see, we have a piece of information we've carried our whole life. I think we have such a, such like a, like a simplistic view of it. I don't think we understood what it's saying. I think the ramifications are minute by minute, hour by hour in our life to the point it's always an interesting study in Torah. Hashem teaches us something one place and we're meant to learn it everywhere. There's a style of learning the Torah. It's called the Mamatzinu. If God teaches us something one place, you're supposed to learn it to everywhere. It's always, one, it's always a wonder why Hashem chose to teach it to me here. And there's always instruction in that. This lesson we're going to learn together is so profound, it begs the question where Hashem chooses to teach us to be is so bizarre. Let me, let's learn the, what I think is the principle, and then I'm going, to leave a, 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 I'm going to leave a cliffhanger. Why did God teach me such a life-changing point in such a weird place? It's hidden under a weird stone. Now, I happen to think that the coolest things in the world are hidden in off-the-grid places. I think always, the stone that the builders throw away becomes the cornerstone. I think a lot of goodness is hidden in funny places, but there's got to be a reason it's hidden there. So here this as follows. All of us know the law in Parsis Mishpatim from the times we're little kids. We learn it in Gemara Babakama. That a person could steal a shar or a seh. A shar is this big, massive animal. Or a seh, or a sheep. He compounds his sin. Not only does he steal it, but he ends up shechting it or selling it. So he compounds his sin. He does his sin on top of the sin. It's enough, you stole it. A lot of times people steal, they rationalize, I'll give it back. Okay, it's just temporary. That's usually how the Yitzhara gets a person. But then he shechs it. 
So now he ain't, he's never returning it. So he compounds his sin, says the Torah, if he stole a shar, he pays five times the amount. If he stole, normally for stealing, you're chayiv the item and kefel, double. You pay back double, it's a knas. Not only do you have to pay back what you stole, you pay double. If you steal and then shecht it, so you pay five times the amount. Very interesting that it's, it's more than double. It seems like two sins, but you're already shanu yibichet. You've repeated sin. You become shakua and sin. And the person has to pay five times the amount, a knas, a fine, if it's a shar, and four times the amount if it's a seh. The Allah is much cooler. We get used to things. It's called Dalit Vehei. Chazal coined the phrase four or five times. We get so used to the law, Yehuda, that we forget. It's actually very fascinating that the guy stole is, is, is the better part as he stole, and that he just pays double for stealing. Now all of a sudden he shechs it and compounds his sin. He pays either four or five times. When do you pay four if you steal a, if you steal a seh? When do you pay five times if you steal a shar? Why do you pay much more? Why do you pay more if you steal a shar? Says the Gemara, because the guy embarrasses himself. When he steals a seh, there's much more work. A shar follows you, the seh you have to carry. The seh is not following the person. In somehow stealing a seh is a much more embarrassing, whether it's embarrassing or more laborious to steal a seh. little counterintuitive. Shar is a huge animal. The derech of a shar seems you put it on the rope and it follows you. The seh, I don't think you lead a seh in the street. It's not that type of animal yet. Yeah, four for a seh. What do you say? Which one's easier to bring? The shar. That's why you pay five times the amount? Yeah. You pay less because you're embarrassed. You're doing something harder, you pay less. Now, it seems rather odd. Well, you're not, you're, there's no loan here. Ribbis on a loan. It's just the tire feels so bad. You work so hard, we'll make you pay less. You embarrass, it'll make you pay less. Very, it's strange. Why is this so? Why is this one five, this one four? Why stole more? Why, 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 why do we need a reason? By a shirt, it's more. It's, it, it's, so why would How you, is it easier more? to bring a shirt? You're paying back when you stole them four times. Will be more, you pay, four times that will be more than four times less. You'll, you're you're paying for that. You're a higher tax. Very interesting. Interesting theory. The Gemara says, the Gemara says that the Seh, since the guy have embarrassed himself, he pays less. What's, what's now, stealing it in the middle of the day where he's going to be embarrassed? Well, even at night, though, if you think about the Geneva, think about the poor thief, there's like a very difficult one. <laughs> so Doobie's struggling with this. Doobie's like... Shlomo Yosef, this is awfully strange. We learned it since we're kids. Like, this is like very liberal stuff. Be open-minded, Trevor. The title is amazing. The title, Doobie. Doobie's like the poor thief. It's kind of amazing. Really, there should have been more of a payment. But the title is feeling bad for the guy. The guy's a thief. We like, we have people that make fun. They're always thieves that like sue the guy. They slip on the guy and they sue him. Like while they were breaking in, they broke their foot. They got their jacket like ripped in a nail in the guy's house. They're always funny stories and we laugh. <laughs> Liberal America. There's our Tyrak Daisha. And the guy stole a, a Shepsel. There's some embarrassment here. And in deference to that embarrassment, he pays less. It's kind of amazing. Doobie's really struggling like to feel badly. I think most of us tend to be liberal. It happens to be, I can admit, I hate robbery and I actually could feel bad for the thief. I picture the poor guy like, it must be hard, it must be embarrassing. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. The attitudes. I'll tell you a funny story, Menachem. My father, all the years, what he speaks about the home is honesty. Pounds honesty. There's a guy who was sitting in jail. My brother, I recently asked my brother if he remembered. He remembered my father screaming. 
I have reared, my father's not a guy going out there, he's a live and let live to other people, to his kids. He was a disciplinarian and raised us with discipline. To the out, he was not a person who, 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 you know, who's all tough on people. He wasn't like that. Talmudim, if you were a close Talmud, he could be, he could be strict to a person out there, very kind and gentle and and a guy, a relative, said about a yid was in jail. I was a youngster. And a, a relative said, serves the guy right. And I saw my father lose it. Like, you don't have Rachmanus on a yid sitting in jail. My father, and my father always taught us honesty. If anything, this cut, and a youngster cuss, like, serves the guy right. He's in jail. My father lost it. She. No Rachmanus on a yid and just completely lost. And we all we all have mistakes. Chasis, what an attitude to a yid who's suffering. And it's interesting that the Torah just read the psukim, and I want to study something with you, but but, but I want to really think about it. It's we're, we're like so used to it. You're like Dubi's rapping his mind. Like the Torah's having pity on the poor guy. He's embarrassed. Like you really you thinking about that? Yeah, Shem's thinking about that. And the guy's running away, and it's very difficult, a little embarrassing. He's carrying the sheep. He's like trying to steal it. Now, it's funny to have pity. The guy's a Ganev. We don't appreciate thieves. They're dangerous. They're not right. They're wrong. And yet the Torah is factoring his bush on running away. That's kind of remarkable. That's kind of, not kind of, that's remarkable. But that's what it says. We have an incredible Torah. This is what it says here. Amazing. Menachem, what's, what, what, what's, there's, there's a principle I want to study, but I, I don't want to run over this fact. If this is hitting the guys amazing, <laughs> you're right. Yes, Menachem. Question, like a, like a ask, ask, fire the only, away. The only ones they shut their and then they sell it, then they send their guard is the fact that he's... That he's going to be embarrassed. Let's say they didn't mean to do anything to get about Hashem cared the whole time. So, Menachem asked the cash if he just stole the sheep. That's a very intelligent question. Why didn't Hashem care about it then when he stole it? When he stole it, you got to pay double. At the point that you're paying so much, Hashem acts in him. Now, why Hashem teaches us in a certain place is funny. And you're right. Why didn't that express? Clearly, Hashem cared. <laughs> Hashem cared even when he just stole it. Here, it reflects in the payment. You're paying four or five times. You pay four times. <laughs> you, this, was a, this was quite the journey for you. I agree with Benachem. Like it doesn't reflect in the payment for Geneva and Keva. It's not just the question Benachem's asking. You can even challenge. So what's Hashem saying? Where Hashem chose it is part of the clue of what he's saying. I want to share with you what Rev Lapian says Hashem is saying. It's life-altering for every mitzvah, every avera, to the point that I'm shocked it's tucked away here. Rev Lapian says, we could do a lot of actions. The ultimate goal of all of us is who we become. It's very, this is one of the great ironies of Judaism. The Messias Isharim talks about it. He actually points out the irony. It's incredibly ironic. What the irony is, we're a people of a lot of mitzvahs, 613 and thousands more. We're mitzvahs, the raisa, the rabbanam, and hagim. Our lives are dominated by action, but what we care about is people. I would almost, I'm not ready to describe, a, a, a kid asked me, my family, Dad, what's the difference between Democrats and Republic? Democrats and Republic, I would like to learn some English today. Guys were running away from us yesterday for English. What's Democrat, what's Republic? Please remember this, Republican, Democrat, Daniel, we're not producing ignorant people. I don't like that. We live in a world, know the world. What's Democrat, what's Republican? The easiest thing, the most simplistic of Democratic and Republican, I'm going to oversimplify, is a Democrat is into very big government, Republican to small government. Democrats want a lot of, a lot of government funding and running things, and Republicans believe let people run things. People do better than government. And the less, it's like two refs. If you have a ref who calls a very tight game, it's like Democratic mindset. He wants to make sure the players, you know, don't foul each other, and he calls a tight game. A Republican ref says, let the players play. 
It's a better game. Nobody paid to watch the ref. It makes the game choppy. Let the players play. Republicans tend to favor small government. They even look less kind because they're not making as many problems. They hold of chesed. They don't hold of chesed on a government level. Let people operate. Let people run. If you let people run, it encourages the private sector does better than the public sector. When <laughs> medicine becomes public, medicine socialized medicine falls apart. That's the Republicans. The Democrats say you have to build more chesed into government, let the government help and do in their... Democrats are big government, Republicans small government. That was very easy. Chasidish, Litvish, what? Yeah, okay. Well, the yeshiva is complicated. We're socially democratic, but we're very into small government because that's the yeshiva represents small government, trust people. So it's interesting. The social agenda of Republicans is very, it's very complicated. It's very complicated, but, but I just wanted to give that. The only point to that was to be funny, and yesterday, guys, were cutting to go to English, so I want to share some English here. To describe, <laughs> to describe Hasidus and Litvish is much harder for me. What's Hasidus and what Litvish? I don't feel equipped, and I don't really think I know. I don't think I could give it like a full answer and, and say I'm right. It's like a theory, and you have to like really study the matter. I suspect in this complication of Yiddishkeit, this complexity of Yiddishkeit lies Hasidish and Litvish, and allow me to explain. Yiddishkeit is all about law, and there's Doraisas, the Rabbanans, Minhagim, it's dominated by law. Daily, we have instruction for heaven's sake, there's a Minog, what shoe to put on first? Is, is Minog Yisrael Kaidish put on the, put, what shoe you put on first? Which sleeve you put on first? When you shower, wash your hair first. We have a lot of Halacha Doraisa, the Rabbanan, Minhagim. And yet, the Iker of Yiddishkeit is who you are, not what you do. The Messiah Sharm speaks it. The goal is who the inner person is and creating a person who's on fire. The actions are only a hechetemsa to create the person. In the words of the Chenach, the Risha in the Chenach, the outer movements arouse the inner. Our main thing we care about is the inner. We care who you are, what you're about, the fire you create. The external is a way of creating the internal. What becomes complicated is we really can't do much about the internal, and our real way of affecting the internal is through action. Now here, this is like a cycle of our history. People get very into action, and then a movement rises up. It might be called Hasidus, it might be called Rev Hirsch and has all different names of people who say from the Chayvah Salvavis. The Chayvah Salvavis is a Rishon who wrote a Sefer and he says we've become very external. The name of the Sefer is Duties of the Heart. We have forgotten about the Panemius, which is the Eker, which is the main thing. So it's complicated because we deal in the arena of action, but our point is the reaction of the inner but we can't touch the inner, we only can affect it through action. I think Hasidus pays a lot of attention to the inner, and Litvish and the other, the, the Misnagdim, if you will, pay a lot of attention to the external. Now, of course, the air, that's oversimplifying, and everybody cares about <coughs> both. But there's a tremendous hadgasha by everybody. Everybody agrees what we're trying to do is create the internal, and it's through actions that impact the internal. So that's, that's like the sugya, probably chasidish, misnagdim. Things lie a lot in this whole complexity of our life, that we're focused on the guy within, but the actions help us create the attitudes. You know what I'm saying, yet here? Compli- very complicated. You can imagine the attitude of just, what do you mean, just be a good person. How many people have, how many movements and isms have said, you're so about details, the loyalty and the action that creates the reaction and, and affects Tunua Sinus Meris Apnemis. So this is, this is a basic of Yiddishkeit. Now, the, inner, the actions we do affect our inner, but it all depends 
And what makes an action have the reaction to effect? A person is what he does and becomes a famous chenach, that line. The way he says it, Adam Nifal, there's a quote from the chenach. Adam Nifal Kifi Pulaisov. A person becomes according to his actions. I actually, the first thing was a Messiah Sasharim, the second was a Chenach. I want the guys to say it. Say words of Torah. Adam Nifal Kifi Pulaisov. A person is made according to his actions. The actions will make the human being. Adam Nifal Kifi Pulaisov. That's the line of the Chenach, Arishain. The Messiah Sasharim says, Tenuais, one more time, you full start. Tenuais, hachitzainius, moireres, hapnimius. External actions arouse the inner. The external action, that's the word of Messiah Sharm. So we have a Risha in the Chenach, we have an Achra in the Messiah Sharm, describing that actions cause the inner. That's how to impact your inner. The Chenach describes if you have a mean guy and he does kind actions, he'll become nice. If you have a nice guy, he does mean actions, he'll become mean. Actions create the inner. So that's our area of operation. Now, Ari, what type of actions affect the inner? This is the rule. And this is a tremendous place where we learn it. How much does a negative action damage your inner? How much does a positive action affect your inner? The answer is according to your cheshek. According to how much energy and how much you attach to your action. The human being, if you do an action full of gusto and you're like, Whoa! you're on fire, the action will impact you more. And the more casual you are about the action and less excited, the actions detach from you. The more chaos, the more energy and excitement, the simcha is that which determines how much the action connects to you. So says we have Lapian. The guy who stole and he made money and it wasn't embarrassing has a certain simcha in the action that the action did more damage to him as a ganav. Very interesting, he said, the guy who was embarrassed, so the action impacts him less. Amazing revelulapian. The amazing ramifications. He says that the paying less it does, the Gemara, you could argue, Ravelli Lapian says this, one can argue. He says that the person who was embarrassed, it's not the tires like, since you're embarrassed, we feel bad, you're embarrassed. Doobie was struggling to feel bad. What God is saying is the Einish is less because that veyer was less impactful on you. Since you were embarrassed what you did, the Avera did not impact you the same. A guy was trying to be funny. My father, one Friday in yeshiva, gave a schmooze against stealing, as is his want always. And he said, when you go to a ball game, don't go to a lower seat. My father's strict like crazy. You're a thief. We never went down to lower sections. In that section, it's all the same price. Fine. To a lower section. You're a thief. You paid for this. You can't take more than you paid for. My father... All us Talmidim and children, my father, don't go down. And my father spoke about being honest, and you go to a ball game. Monday morning, a guy comes back to Yeshiva. He's like, Rebbe, I went to a game. Your schmooze worked. My father's like, I'm so proud. You didn't go down. He said, no, I went down. I just felt guilty. I said, tell my father. So he was, he was like being all funny. He went down. He said, Rebbe, you made me feel guilty. The truth is, Lafir of El Yulapian. It worked. Your Gneva, you were embarrassed, and your Gneva impacted you less. So ironically, the fact that you felt bad about it, that's, that's something to be said. It, it, it impacted you less. The more gusto, what? Why is it? Because you're like not as pumped about it? It doesn't attach to you as much. Because you were detached from your very action, it less impacts you. Amazing, Daniel, the ramifications of that, the, the power of doing a mitzvah b'semcha, semcha shal mitzvah. Famously, the Arizal said on himself that the madrega he reached, the levels he reached in Ruchnius, was because he had a tremendous joy in mitzvah, semcha shal mitzvah. And what he's saying is that why the mitzvahs elevate, mitzvahs are, bring kedusha, asher kedushanu b'mitzvahisav. We say when we do a mitzvah, mitzvahs bring kedusha. How much kedusha? 
The answer is Sukhai Bisalvabas, duties of the heart. He says, Ikara Hafsid Vatikun Bimitsus is Kefida Mahshaba. Your thoughts in doing the mitzvah, how much the mitzvah impacts you. According to your cheshek and your cheos, a lot of what we're trying to develop in yeshiva, the attitude people say to Waterbury's, what are you guys doing? Just do, come on, like old school, just do it. And you guys are like, you want to be happy doing it. Like the cynic will make fun. You want to be happy doing it. You fools will be happy doing it. Just drag your weary body and knock it off. We're here a couple of years. Drag your body to as many things as possible. Let's go, what's wrong with you guys? And the answer is we want Kedusha from the mitzvahs. We want to be one with the mitzvahs. And the more I resolve and connect and relate, now it's certainly there are things we do and we don't feel. And that has its own, its own schar, lufum tzara agra. There's such a thing. But the energy and connection to a mitzvah is the chaos. Simcha shel mitzvah is huge. We invest a lot to simcha shel mitzvah. The joy and energy that we put in mitzvahs makes the mitzvah impact our essence much, much more and deep. Now there's a sugya of investment and sometimes putting in sar, there is such a sugya that I was willing to do it. What a schar, there's such a thing and you're, there's a lot of hero to that. But what we're building is a profound connection that tzaddik's avoid is very precious to him. Yes, Davy. I'm not talking how to get there. I'm not talking because there's work in both areas and there's a tool, fake it till you make it. There's such a tool. It can't be the only tool and there are other aspects. Every Eved Hashem has that tool in his backpack. Every. There's not an Eved Hashem in the world who doesn't do things that they don't feel. None. Zero. I'm saying science is only equated to how much there's work on the pnimi besides the chitzayinus. Correct, correct. Chitzayinus is one thing. We learn affects our pnimius. We work on our pnimius. We're aware of the pnimius. There's a lot of avoid on the pnimius. A lot of chitzayinus to help the pnimius. A lot of different things going on. But that the pnimius matters is what we're focused on. We could lose sight of that. That we're focused on the pnimius. That's what we care about. Now, our place of work is the chitzainis. That's Bishesh Sharm describes. That's 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 the place we can enter into the panemius mm-hmm. through chitzainis. So it's confusing. I don't I don't have the answers. This has been debated by the focus and how. So the svarim endless svarim. I'm not coming to resolve that. Not in the slightest. I'm coming to say that this law that we learned as youngsters, with way of Elulapiyan understands this law, and somebody could challenge, I'll be honest, the Gemara sounds like Hashem feels badly for the Ganev. According to Elulapiyan, it's not about Hashem is chas, and the Lush Gemara is Hashem is pity. The way he's understood Elulapiyan is that because Hashem's chas means that, and again, I don't know if it fits his chas on him, but he's learning that since it was hard for him, the Avera didn't impact him as much. And as such, the Einish doesn't have to be as great. He's not steeped in sin as much as the guy who didn't, didn't have the hardship. He's less steeped in sin because it was hard. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Interesting. Uh, interesting. I, I'm bothered by the Lushen. I hold, to me, I'll study Rev Elia, even <laughs> he says pshat, then the truth's the truth. I, I, I'm willing to study his truth. Rev, Rev, Gift, Rev Huttner writes such a piece about Simcha as the vehicle to bring things from other places. That Simcha is that which drives the mitzvah and makes it part of you. Does the Rev Huttner like that? The Chayba Salvavas writes that Machshava affects how much Kedusha, the mitzvah gives you, he doesn't describe the machshava in that sense of simchanat. So I wanted to share this incredible revelation. Whether it's the simple pshat that Hashem is just the poor Ganav and he pays less, that's rather remarkable that people's conditions amidst Averis matter. That's rather remarkable. This Varda Ravelli Lapian affects every area of Avaidis Hashem. Ravelli Lapian is saying something rather incredible. So that's the, that's, that, that's the first thing I wanted to share today. Because Hashem told me to do it almost. It's, you, you, I, it's funny, maybe, I'll, I'm going to try to lean in. Akiva's bothered by, we almost have a steer now. 
Because Chazal say the reward is according to the pain, which sounds like the less the less you care, the more schar. If it's pain, it was really hard for then you're gonna get schar. So Kalish, Waterbury is like crazy. You're making it that we like doing it. That's terrible. That's that, you're so irreligious. And here we come with a shtickel that David is simcha shel mitzvah darizal. And Akiva's like grappling, Lefum Tzara Agra, Hashem loves it when we don't like it. Because it was so hard for you and you did it. And then we describe the Avaidah of loving it and appreciating it. And it, it affects you deeper when you appreciate it. I would almost ask like this. Think about a Balchu. It's easier to think of somebody else whose start of Shabbos is murder. What Shabbos becomes more part of themselves? The Shabbos they do when Shabbos was murder. The Bachar who's making chizukim and he's, he's keeping Shabbos and he grinds it to the point that he steigs and it's easy. What Shabbos was more impactful to him? The one, the Fum Tzara Avro would, ex, would express that Shabbos that you mama struggled. The Bachar asked, Rebbe, is it 72 yet? He's like, oh, he needs something. Or a few, a few years later when he loves Shabbos, and he says that was magical, which Shabbos impacts him more? We have a contradiction. Lefum Tzara Agra, the reward for the difficulty that seems to be paying him, it was so hard, would suggest why you paid more, schar, that gives you more money, would suggest that it impacts you more when it's hard. And yet we're describing the great Simcha Shel Mitzvah that impacts so what's the truth? Akiva is asking a theory here. What's the truth? That's a powerful question. Fascinating. Powerful, powerful question. What do you say, Kivali, to answer this? I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. I don't like, I'm, I'm very not quick to like answer stirs because you say things, you force things. The theory, that's, that's a real thought. That's a real thought. I want to say that we're, we're taking Revart Revali Lapian that has much, much foundation. Now, Rizal said this was the source, his Kedusha. What happened to Lefum Tzar? Simcha Shel Mitzvah. Isn't that terrible that you like it? <laughs> Must have been so hard for you to become great. No, I became great because I like it. What happened to Lefum Tzar Agra, the great grind and the struggle? What's happening here? I'm confused. So that, in that question, if what makes it more attached to you, what makes it more attached? There is a Rabbi Yisrael Salanter who describes the Avoid of Avoidus Hashem is to get it from hard to Gishmak. And you get the same schar of being hard. And Rabbi Yisrael grapples, why do you get the schar? He says, Lefum Tzar when it's Gishmak, you continue to get the, avoid, the, the schar of when it's hard. And the avoid is to attach that it's easy, that it becomes so attached to you. So there's a schar for that initial difficulty, and there's a reward for that. But clearly the goal, the end game, the impact that we're talking about, and the goal to get to is that it's Gishmak. So, of the, start of the, of the start of the Avedok, and Kol Aschalos Kashes, but the gold and and the gold, the place we're all headed is that Shabbos Gishmak. We don't dive, and nobody should say, "Let it stay this hard, Hashem. This is wonderful." No, we want it to become easy, and 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 we want it to become like that because we want to be attached to the thing. So, it's it's an important question, Akiva. I don't know the answer. I'm curious about it. I'm not sure there's a kasha. You'd have to think. There's what to think about. There's what to think about here. I felt this, it's amazing that we know this halacha since we're kids. I don't know if we ponder all the ramifications that a guy steals and got embarrassed and pays less. Ravali Lapian's ramification is relevant to every activity that we do. The importance of simcha shel mitzvah of finding a joy, you figure out. I, in mitzvahs, there are cool ways how to attach to a mitzvah. There are many examples like that. Minyan, I have seen people approach minyan from different angles. I'm a very social fellow. I think minyanim are so exciting. I love that mincha next door, and I just hack with the guys. We, you know, it's just geschmack. And to me, a tefillah b'tzibra, and the way it, I get excited about it is in terms of joining the tzibra. I think it's so cool that we're part of a group that we can't just... It says a shachin taiv is a guy who comes to the shul, the Gemara Brachas. That we have something that we're forced to socialize. And a guy says, ah, I work hard and just hole up at home. No. We got a shul, we meet, we connect. The social aspect of tefillah b'tzibra, like excites me. To another guy, the discipline excites him. People love a certain rigidity. It's a certain type of guy. He loves the schedule. He loves the 
constant check-in. Everybody has their aspect, but the fact that you're trying to connect to a mitzvah and it like means something to you is a big deal. Okay, that's called Simcha Shel Mitzvah. I will share something else. If there's a little time, we'll share something else. Not much time. Good to see you, Mayor. Very good to see you. As listen to this. This is interesting. Danny, tell me if this interests you. There's a locha in it's a Rashi in this week's parsha. The Ramban speaks about it a little bit. There are three psukim. Says somebody who hits his parents. If somebody kidnaps a human being, somebody who curses his parents, three psukim in a row. Somebody hits his misa. Somebody who kidnaps misa. Somebody who curses his parents misa. Any person who studies these verses wonders why did the tire split up hitting one's parents and cursing one's parents? Very, very strange. It says hitting one's parents chayiv misa, kidnapping chayiv misa, cursing one's parents. Hitting and cursing should have been lumped together. Hit and curse one's parents is chayiv misa, kidnapping. Why does it put kidnapping a person in between hitting one's parents and cursing one's parents? Why is it interrupted with kidnapping? seems strange. Hashem is taking us on a funny journey. He speaks about don't hit your parents. Hitting parents is chayiv misa. Pause. Kidnapping is chayiv misa. Back. Return back to cursing parents chayiv misa. What's with that break of kidnapping? Fair question, Menachem. Fair question. So if you study Rashi, Rashi does not say this to answer the question. No, Rashi asks the question. And the simple answer is that the chi of misa, of hitting and cursing one's parents, is not the same. For hitting a parent is chay of misa, what misa? Chenek. Chenek, strangulation. The chi for kidnapping, chenek, strangulation. Cursing one's parent, what's the einesh? Skela. So the reason for the breakup is they have a different chi of misa. Cool. Rashi openly says this. Rashi doesn't say that's the reason, but Rashi says the first two Maisumas are Chi of Chenek and cursing one's parents are Chi of Skila. Here's where things get fascinating. You would tell this to a guy who would lose his mind. Chevra, which is worse, to hit one's parents or to curse one's parents? If, if I was secular and you'd ask me, I'd say it's worse to hit one's parents. Yet, I'd like to hear Menachem's rationale. Lemaisa, Menachem's right. Because that's a Gemara, it's, it's a Mishnah, it's nothing short of a Mishnah in Sanhedrin. Skila is a worse Einish than Chenek. Skila is a worse punishment than Chenek. And remarkably, for hitting a parent, it's Chay of Chenek, the lower Misa of Chenek. Cursing one's parents is the higher Misa of Skila. Huh? Hashem is very exact. I think a secular person would always be open-minded. The Torah is teaching us. Don't shtup what you think on the Torah. Take what the Torah and shtup it on your mind. Hashem's teaching us, and remarkably, rather shockingly, somebody smacks his parent, does not get the same einish. He gets a worse einish for cursing his parents. That seems strange. Cursing is very not good, be it into an action. And smacking the parent gets a less einish than cursing. That's rather amazing. And they're split up. It's like very pronounced. Menachem, I want to know how you figure. So Menachem has a bomb cash on this. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never harm me. It says hitting's worth... You're saying this slugs up sticks and stones. To Yufta, the sticks and stones to Yufta. So Menachem says slugged up. Officially, we officially... You know, I said AI ended schools. This Pasuk ended sticks and stones. Done. Cult of sticks and stones. But names never harm me. Here it says that names are worse. Yehudi would say to that statement. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. So sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will just kill me. <laughs> names will end it all. Like that will break my bones, all right, but names will just kill me. It, names will end me. So sticks and stones will break my bones, and names will always kill me. <laughs> Something like that. Good Menachem. But still, why? Why? I mean, if you hit someone, it hurts more than if you just hit them. There's a bruise by one and not a bruise by the other. Yeah, and yet the Torah says remarkably that cursings are worse sinus. For the hitter, it's a much stronger feeling. No, we bring power into this world. It's not like I say, like, I hate you. Curse is not like, 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 saying bad about your parents. It's like, I'm, like, internally, like, I want to kill you with my words. It's way worse than that shit. I really wish the worst type of death. Uh-huh. He's not saying. Comes out, it can be used again. Usher Flegman, don't talk that way, please. So it's interesting. The starters, any question you have like that, you don't answer cheaply. And pondering the question, so Menachem and Akiva both pointed out that in our world, we're not shocked on the power of speech. We have, a chaz- we have a statement, life and death is from the mouth. We look at the world, we start our prayers, Baruch Sha'amar, Hashem spoke, this world was created through Deber. And people who know don't say it's just words. Words are huge. Words are huge. The big people, a mark of big people is how careful they are with their words, in exactness of what they say, of how they say. Big people. I could tell you my own father is a Tyrodica person. I could listen to him. Even different times in his shul, he can, he'll collect footstockers. I can hear from nuances how much he holds of something. His words are exact. When he speaks about people, his words are exact. Big people's words are very measured. Anybody who understands Torah does not say it's only words. Words just matter a lot. Words build environments and words build worlds. I would say the main thing of your own house one day is going to be what words you say. I advise men, and don't worry about your wife, I advise men to be exceedingly careful to speak in a lush and nucky at home in all areas with dignity and class, to talk in a classified, in a classy, dignified manner is huge. Words build worlds. This world was created with words, and the world you'll build in your home was created by the type of words you use. So that's, that's clear. We're not a people who, who, so nobody here is like shocked. If I would say this out in the world that for hitting a parent is less of an einesh than cursing a parent, in the world would be shocked and to B'nai Torah, like, yeah, taka, like I hear, I hear, you know. You said bad words and mean-spirited things that might be worse than a hit. Nobody's liking, nobody's so shocked because we're tired of people and we do value words. I think there's a secular mentality. I just was saying like, like what do you want from me? It was words, only words. We don't view that way. We marry our wives with words. We, we do a lot with words. We make things kodesh with words. We, we do a lot. We say Shema Yisrael. We connect our creator with words. He made this world with words. So... We're not a people that very shocked by this. I still think the cash is a kasha. A guy smacks his dad, is less of an einish than he curses his dad. I think the question is a question. I wanted to share a chayadim about kibbutz, about respect, that I don't say it answers this question, but it makes me think about this truth, this chayadim, and then we'll discuss if it perhaps answers this question. The chayadim says... 
It might answer this question. You'll decide, but I just want to tell you more information. The information is true whether it answers this question or not. So you should be armed with this information. The question we have is hitting one's parent. Is chayiv a less einish than cursing one's parent? That feels kind of counterintuitive. So that's the question we have. The information I want to share is the chayadim. We have three ways we respect our parents. We respect our parents with action. The actions are standing up when they walk in the room. The action are to serve our parents. Bring out, serve your mom soup, your dad soup, bring your dad a drink. It's a mitzvah daraisa. You're obligated with daraisa, you serve your parents. Your parents come to a city. Your parents come to Israel, you're learning there. Get to the airport. Get to the airport. You go, you pick them up. That's what a year does. It says, Machnisa, you bring them into a city, when they're leaving, you accompany them to the airport. That's what a year does. These are basic of Yiddishkeit. I was a youngster, I went to the Mir Rosh Hashiva. I was get, trying to be all from. I was trying to show them how from I was. So I said, Rebbe, I don't want to pick up my parents. Maybe I shouldn't go. Pritzos at the airport. He put it, he's so sweet. He said, Stop being a baby. So don't be a baby and go. That's what he told me. Don't be a baby and go. That's what he said. Keep the tire. Knock it off. <laughs> Get to the airport. Let's go. <laughs> don't be a baby and go. He put his hand. It was so sweet. Don't be a baby. Go. Get to the airport. Let's go. Your dad's coming in. Knock it off. The bottom line is, mom's going to come visit. Should we you leave him rapina? You tell your chavrusas. Fishers, whatever it might be, the mere brisk. You tell your chavrusas, Rav Shalom Shechter, whatever it might be. You tell your chavrusas, my mom's coming, I'm going to the airport. The bottom line is, is we have b'maysa, we mechabit our parents in action. B'dibur is the way we talk, you don't correct your parents. You don't contradict them, it's not what happened. Your mom's telling the story, it's not what happened, you don't contradict. B'dibur, there's a way to talk to a parent. So there's, there's covered but deeper. And then there's covered but machshava. Machshava means what you think about them. Says the chayadam, the ikr chiv kibaravim is what you think. Could you imagine a guy stands up every time his dad walks into the room? He speaks mamish, never contradicts, talks, and he's, he's really not a mechabarav. He misses the ikr of kibaravim because he doesn't hold, he holds his parents. He holds the small potatoes. His parents. No, no. Oh. Uninspired people. The guy does all the cover you can imagine, and he's not a mechabed. We speak about the point of action is to create the inner. Here it says explicitly, the Chayadam says from Kadmainim, Iker kibbid aveim is b'machshava. The main kibbid is what you hold, is that you hold to them. He calls Nachbadei Aretz, you hold the Chashum. Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz used to beg his Talmidim to think about one Midah that your parents, each dad and mom are outstanding at, one attribute, and to really try to like think of them in terms of that attribute. So when you think of them, you're just like Nishtaymen from that attribute. Identify some Nekudah that dazzles you about them. And from that midah, it's like none other. From that attribute they have. That's where Chaim Shulavitz begged this Talmidim. And then the actions and the deeper will flow from there. You'll be a flowing. Zoraim, not a forced person. Like standing up for his mom. She like rolls his eyes. The Gemara describes this Chayadim. It's really a Gemara. The Gemara says, Yesh machal avid pisyuni. You could feed your father this fancy pheasant bird, this like amazing bird, vitardoy min oilam, and you're going to go to Gehenim. And the Gemara, what do you mean? I'm doing kibbut avim, and it means you don't hold to them. You're like, Dad, you roll your eyes. You're like feeding your father. So you could do it b'maisu v'dibur, but your machshava is not there. And remember, the goal is the inner. So mayor, the ikr kibbut avim is what we hold of them. That's the Iker of Kibbut Aveim. All Kavod is Kavod to your friend. One of the first questions they ask of 120, Did you make your friend the king? Were you Mechabed him? And the Iker Kavod is B'machshava. It says a Rebbe, the Rambam in Hilchus Talmud Tars, the Rebbe has to respect his Talmudim, he's Chayev, it's a Rambam. And the Iker Kavod 
has to be b'machshava. Somebody just showed me at a chasna. There's a total. There was a year Rev Elia Weintraub, a big big tzaddik. He was a Talmud of Rev Hutner. He lived in Bnei Brak, a big Talmud very mikorav to Rav Chaim Kanievsky, a big tzaddik and a Talmud He wrote Svarim. Somebody, I just read it because they, I had when they told me at chasna, I said I need to see it inside. They sent it to my wife and I read it. He quoted a gra in Tikune Zayar. And the Gras says, this is amazing. There's a Gemara in the Dharma. I learned this by my father. If two parents don't like each other and has a child, it affects the physical body of the child. That's a Ben Snua. The parents don't like each other and were fighting, should not have kids together. While they're fighting, it could affect the physical of the kid, could be affected, a Ben Snua. Says the Gra, that's the physical parents of the person, affect the child. Says the Gra, a Rebbe is a parent of the child's inner. A Rebbe gives Das and Chachma, you're building an inner world into a person. Says the Gra, amazingly, by, a re- by parents, it's their love of each other affects the child. This is nuts. The Gra says that if a Rebbe doesn't like the Talmud he's teaching, it affects the spiritual structure he's building. Just like the two parents don't like each other can f- cause deformities in the child because the parents didn't like each other. The Gemara Nadarim speaks about a Ben Snua. Says the Gra, it's Tavchaf in Nadarim, says the Gra, two pa- the Rebbe doesn't like the Talmud. It's interesting. He equates the two parents. If the Rebbe doesn't like the Talmud, can affect the inner construction of the Talmud. Amazingly, it affects the Tzura. The inner structure of the Talmud's messed up. He taught crazy Chachma, but he doesn't like him so much. It affects the inner tzura of the child. Amazing, totally Derek Agav. Where I just got to there, I'm not remembering. But the Kavod, I thought a Rebbe has to be Mechabit as Talmidim. Right. So when it says that was unloving, the Rambam does say a Rebbe should love his Talmidim, not just Mechabit. He says love, which is interesting. The Gras says, the Rambam says to love. If the, Reb, the Gras says if the Rebbe doesn't love his Talmud, it causes deformity in the spiritual structure. I saw this. It's a grunt to Kune Zayar. I saw Revelia Weintraub in a safer. Bring it. I read it. It's on my wife's phone. But the Kitzer is that... Um, that a Rebbe has to be mechabit as Talmud, it means in his brain, the Rebbe has to hold to the Talmud. The Iker Kibbut is in the brain. I wonder to myself, if the Iker of Kibbut Ave'em was in action, then hitting to me is worse than, is worse breach, because the biggest breach, the worst action is hitting, and the Iker Chiv is action, so then the worst action's got to be hitting. All the positive action, this extreme opposite, is a physical action of, of, of hitting. When the Iker Kavod is, 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 is b'machshava, so then, then in that world where the Iker is what you're holding and you're mekalal, you're cursing somebody. So again, hit it, you could say, and I'm not sure which reveals a worse machshava about a person, the deeper, which reveals a worse machshava. It's very possible to be mekalal somebody, hitting somebody, in all friendships, two people, kids get upset and you blow up and you have an explosion. It could be being mekalal reveals a worse a worse appreciation of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that follows. I don't know if you need that chayadam. To me, somehow that chayadam may help. That the ikr covered is b'machshava, so then mekalos a worse breach b'machshava of where the ikr kibbut is. Perhaps that assists the chayadam. If you're not masking and assists the chayadam, the chayadam's good to know as is. Very, very important chayadam. I find it cool that we're learning kibbut aveim, and in walks one of the best guys in the Yeshiva, Yehuda Lerfeld's Tata walks in the middle of a study and keep it on him. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Fantastic, oh, fantastic. I didn't see, I didn't see, I didn't see the Tata and Mama, keep it on Both Excellent, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The relationship, the parents, the power of parents, the power of parents. You, there's the B'nai t- best from the biggest B'nai Torah in the yeshiva. Yeah. Everybody sees it. He's in the base mesh. I'm yeah. I Guys come to yeshiva. It fascinates me. And what's going to be the answer? Who's the answer? And, and people wait. Like the answer is line trust. The, so who's the process, right? With Snicky, the process is Ray Shapiro. 
the the ikr vart that that you see time and time the success of people comes from within and from the parents. That's what you see time and time again. Yulizabentar certainly right glazers a reb you had massive impact, massive massive impact. There's no question, but his chaver massive impact. But the biggest force. The mama, for sure, her encouragement and pushing, the tata and mama, the parents are the biggest, Yehuda would say this, and it's just the truth. And a lot of the yeshiva, a process is just the word for trust the guy and for the parents to create a kesha. What does the yeshiva want? I want a guy to be closer to his parents. I want a guy to tap in. He has one tata and one mama to tap into a father, to a mother, and tap in and learn to relate and connect to the ones who love us most. I find like we, could all, we all have a tendency to create a pretend world. You know, there's a little child's book, it's, it's brilliant, where an animal goes around asking everybody, are you my mama? Every human being does that. We ask all our friends, are you my mother? Are you my father? And guys ask a Rebbe that, and they ask a friend that, and they ask the high school basketball coach, and the answer is no, no, no. And then a guy finds his mom and finds his tata. Good things, very, very good things happen when we find ourselves, then we find our mom and our tata. Very, very good things happen. That child's book is like a brilliant book that goes around and the little, I don't know if it was a kitten, I don't remember what animal it was. It's a bird. And he asks every other animal, you my mama, there's something, there's something deep. It very much mirrors the process of are you my God, which is exactly mirrored in that process. <laughs> Very, very mirrored. But I, but I, but I do want to say in this topic of Kibbara Ve'em that we're in the middle of studying and precious parents walked in, everything's hashkacha. I want to say that this concept that the Iker Kibbara is b'machshav is what you hold. Mm-hmm. When we say a Rebbe has to be mechabit talmidim, it has nothing to do with what you say. There are kibudim b'dibur b'maisa, but the Iker Kavit is b'machshava. Reb Chaim Shmulavitz would beg his talmidim constantly to think of mindless of their parents, to think of qualities and things they're nishtaymim, that they're amazed by, to the point that their picture, their Facebook picture of their parents is like associated with that midah. They're like right away, they jump to that midah taiva, to that beautiful attribute, because the line of the chayadim is you hold them as nechpadei arts, as the chashuvim of the land. The goal is to get to a place, a healthy person. How can you hold to the most important people in the world? You just have to be a healthy person. In your world, who could be more important than the originators of your world? If a guy is by a chasna, we all feel that feeling. He's pulled. My friend is there. My, your parents are there. Hold your dad's hand. Talk to your mom. You won't be considered yeshivish. You're on the other side. Go to the ladies section. Not during the day. Just talk to your mom. Talk to your mom. Talk to your mom. You'll get a good shidduch. Talk to your mom. But, but dad and mom, in a world, in our own world, the creators of our world have to be important. They have to be nechba. It makes sense. It's logical. In valuing self, the creators of our world are automatically massively, massively chashev. They're massively important. So that, that truth should exist. This amazing halacha still, if somebody has a pshat over Shabbos, to this amazing halacha, I'd be interested to hear. The shail is if we have another few minutes. Shleim is back. I'm going to say there's not much. I'm Shleim come to the front. Shleim. Yeah. Yehuda Lerfeld, Shleim and Yehuda's parents are here. You have a guitar on you? Did you bring the guitar? Menach, thanks for that call. You're right. People get into fights. I'm not sure. I'm not. You have to analyze what Mikal is. I, I be honest. This is where I'm, I'm. I'm coming from a place. I'm not sure what it means to curse somebody. I'm very confused. What do you? Because remember, we're used to curse them out. Like you say, Mom. 
I hate you, mom, is not a curse. No. I hate you, mom, means you're so annoying how much you love me and care and take care. It's just so overwhelming. And then you make me go to sleep a time. That's something like that. That's not Mikalo. Mikalo is, I don't know what it is. I, I, it's something, it's funny. It's not, when's the last time you curse somebody? I, I'm thinking what Mikalo is. I need to figure it out. I, I don't want to like. I don't want to say a pshat. The cash is. I don't think so. I don't think so. You're using shame, Hashem. You're doing something. I the, please understand. The einish is an einish that's rarely in the Torah. Skila never had. Skila is the worst crimes. Avoid the zara skila chelul shabbos. It's a list that does. And cursing parents is like. Do you have that from the worst sins in all of Yiddishkeit is cursing parents? What? From the worst sins mm. in Yiddishkeit. Skila doesn't happen. Stam Misa Schenek. Whenever you see Hashem marks, Mikalo parents is like you've, you've completely thwarted Yiddishkeit. You've taken Yiddishkeit down. That's Avoid Zara Shabbos, the basics of the world are Skila, nothing else. On that list is Mikalo Lavavimai. So there's a deep lack of appreciation for parents, is a profound betrayal and breakage of Yiddishkeit is what boils down. Let's hear a good song from Shlaima before we close it out. Happy birthday, Shlaima. <laughs> What do you say, Kido? Yeah, you do much.
Five fifteen. 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 Five